All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to, okay, the podcast today. How's everybody doing on this June 7th? I haven't muted you yet, so let's hear you this morning. How's everybody doing? Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to, hey, how about this? We're into June. A couple weeks, three weeks, it'll be, you know, halfway done this year. All right, isn't that crazy? All right, well, hold on one second here. Let me get through this really quick here. Let's see here. All right. All right. We are very fortunate today. Tom, if you could unmute, just hit star six on your phone, and then we can hear you. Let me know when you've done that, please. How's that? There we go. Uh, There we go, Tom. All right. So, So, ladies and gentlemen, from the desert of California, okay, we have Mr. Tom Hurt. Tom, welcome to the call, my man. Well, thank you very much. Glad to be here. (laughs) <laughs> Good. Well, you are highly recommended by you-know-who, Gina. <laughs> so there you go. All right, so tell us a little about yourself, how long you've been in the business, and give us a little rundown about yourself, please. Okay. Well, I've been in the business six and a half years. Uh, after uh, My story would be after 13 years of uh, divisional and corporate advertising and marketing roles, I decided to start my own consulting firm. It was an executive search recruiting headhunting business. And that lasted 33 wow. years. Holy cow. 33 years. Uh, I took early retirement after that, and I traveled and painted and golfed. And when I realized that I couldn't play golf every day or didn't want to play golf every day, I needed something else to fill my day. And it was real estate. I answered an ad, uh, a Tarbell ad, and uh, the rest is history. And I even passed the test. You did. That's great. Yeah, yes. twice. <laughs> good for you good for you so yeah so um you know i Charbel was such a great uh situation for us and and for hopefully everybody as well you know i i that was such a great um acquisition whatever you want to call it for the company it's been about two years now too and everything yes. seems to be running smooth and smooth right so far right, so tell us well for me all right so you know I guess there's a lot of similarities, right, between prospecting to find people to help them find better jobs and to prospect and talk to people about listing and selling homes, right? I was very surprised at the uh, the ease of and the transition. It was it was something that I found to be very very, very similar. Uh, a lot of it's customer service oriented. It's uh, uh, thinking outside the box, if you will, uh, being creative in in your efforts to uh, identify and attract uh, people for your client base. That's awesome. That's awesome. So how do you, so what is, do you have a little, like, what is your breakdown about, like, how, where does your, where does most of your business come from? Most of my business is, well, it's single family. It's here in the desert. For the most part, it's uh, here in uh, Palm Desert. Uh, I live in Sun City, Palm Desert, and have developed a pretty good uh, base here, uh, but also in La Quinta and uh, Rancho Mirage uh, is a base. But most of it is here within a a 5,000 home community that, uh, in which I live. Awesome. Awesome. Now, I'm going, to have to, I'm going to have to mention something because it's been on my mind ever since you've said it. You can't play golf every day. Tell us a little about that. <laughs> well, uh, I physically, I guess I could, but from an interest level, yeah. uh, after you finish a round of golf, what are you going to do? So you can't right. hash it over the good shots and the bad shots every day. So uh, I just enjoyed golf, but uh, as I said, I needed something else to fill my days. 
where I wasn't playing, and real estate certainly filled that spot. Yeah, you know, it's such a it's such a true thing. Um, I I I decided um, 2003 I was going to take a year off, and uh, you know I had saved some, you know, and I was like, okay, I'm going to take a leap. I couldn't even take. I was about a month and a half into it, and I was like, nope, can't do that. And because when you're playing golf and you have time off, right, it's so much better when you have a purpose when you have time on, right? Absolutely. You're absolutely right. I think people, I think a lot of people, like when I was younger, I couldn't wait to retire. And then as I got a little older, I was like, why the hell would I ever retire? Especially since I did that little exercise, right? Right. Well, and if I stayed around the house, I, my wife would drive, I would drive her crazy. So I have to go out and do something. No question. <laughs> That's great. That's great. All right. All right. And you have some beautiful golf courses there too. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. All right. All right. So what, like, what have you, so coming from a business like you are, I said, I love talking with people that have been in other businesses because I think when people have been in other businesses and have overhead advertising costs and so forth, I mean, when you strut into real estate with, with almost no overhead, it's a pretty sweet business opportunity, isn't it? Right. It, it was. It was very much so. There's a little upfront okay. cost, but uh, beyond that, uh, uh, you were rewarded for how hard you worked and how and the results you had. Right. It's kind of like anything else, right? Right. It's called a commission check, as I recall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, all right. So, um, do you have a decent sized sphere? Do you do social media? Do you do expired? How do you do your business? Uh, main, mainly, it's uh, uh, with the client base that I've established. I do I do some farming uh, here in the few of the districts. Uh, I don't do social media. I don't do uh, advertising. Uh, it's just something that um, I've been able to develop a, a client base that uh, has given me a lot of repeat business and a lot of referrals. So that's is all I really at this point in my career. This is that's really all I need to do. I, uh, if I were 30 years younger, I'd be out doing what all the people in our office that are that age uh, are are doing and being very successful. Right, you'd have your own YouTube channel and do it and doing all that all that good stuff. Maybe some TikTok videos. <laughs> right. Yeah, I I laugh because I'm on TikTok and I was one of the biggest holdouts with social media, but I eventually caved and I even have a TikTok account now and some of the there are some of the most entertaining uh videos so all right so your sphere what size is it and how do you maintain it um uh, my my district farm is 420 people uh, uh okay. i have i send i send out uh, uh, uh monthly to quarterly uh, uh reminders of what's going on in the, in the marketplace what i've done uh a lot of it is creative uh work that's seasonal it would be a christmas thing or a uh, dog days of summer or something like that, and uh, uh, I get uh, I get responses from it. Okay, cool, awesome. I love it. And so that's how many you say four hundred something. And when you say district, what what do you mean exactly by that? Well, in in Sun City Palm Desert, there are fifteen districts, uh, five thousand people, and I happen to to farm and live in District Twelve, and so District Twelve has four hundred and twenty people uh, in it, and that's that's my target. Oh, interesting. Okay, cool. That's great. So that's one of your so that's like a people farm. Are they all? They're not all in the, in the same location, or are they in the same location? Yeah, they're they're well. Either they're living here year round, or they're seasonal. But uh, yeah, it's within a, a a geographic location. Yes. Oh, cool. All 
right, good. So it kind of covers. Now that's great. That's great. So that's your farming activity. Is that does that does that also include your sphere, or, or, or is that something you consider? Separate? Yes. Yes. Well, no, no, no. My sphere is, is beyond that. But uh, uh, no, as I say, it's uh, my sphere is up and down the up and down the coast. I've got a lot of clients out of the Pacific Northwest and Northern California. Uh, but again, uh, repeat business is is the business that. I found to be very similar to the executive search business in that if you do a good job the first time, you're going to get the next assignment. And that's, uh, I, I also believe that one of the things that's made me successful is the concept of service after the sale. Mm. Because that, that's critical and uh, to me anyhow. And I've, I've gotten a lot of feedback from clients that have said that that sets me apart from some of the other people they've dealt with. So it's encouraging. Yeah. Yeah especially with the business that you came from too. So that's the thing. You see a lot of people, um, you know, if you have that mentality of the customer first, I mean, that's what you do. I mean, let's face it. That's what our fiduciary responsibility says anyway. Right. And if you actually follow that right. golden rule, it really pays over and over and then keep in touch with them like you're doing. Right. Right. So is your primary source um, mailing or emailing or a combination of both? Or do you make some phone calls too? Oh, I'm I'm on the phone all the time and and emailing and mailing and uh, uh, keep bringing people up to speed on what what's going on in the market, especially those people who aren't aren't here, aren't geographically here in uh, my farm area. Okay, cool. So you you keep them. So your your way of doing it is almost like a neighborhood report type thing. You um you know you keep them abreast as to what's going on in the market, updates, informational. Right. Yep. Yep. Okay, yep. cool. And so you got 400 and something in your call at your farm. How many people would you have in your sphere, just so they, just, just so they get an idea of your number of people? Oh, you're I'd probably say 600 total. Okay, so right around a thousand. See, that that's the number I I use with my success series too, is a thousand people. And then mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you get a decent return on a thousand people, that, that's a really good year, right? Well, yeah, and you, when you're my age, you get to get to know a lot more people. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right, the longer you've been doing it, yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. So, okay, and you've been—you said you've been in the business how long now? Uh, six and a half years. Ah, yeah, that's 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 the perfect. That's when things really start to mushroom out when you if you've been working with the same people over and over and doing an incredible job. So, so great stuff. So, what else would you want to tell them about how you do your business that you think would be valuable for them to learn from? As far as other agents, you mean? Yeah, other agents on the call, like what? Like I said, you do your sphere, you have a farm. Is there anything else you think they should know about how you do your business? Well, yes. Uh, one of the key things that I've uh, been able to benefit from from uh, some associates is to learn the other side of the sale. It's the complex statistical and technical requirements that are necessary to complete the transaction. That's what the transaction coordinator's role is. And I have to admit, as a non-techie, I am not the, uh, the swiftest in that area, so I rely uh, quite heavily on uh, people such as uh, Gina and, and D-Dial and others that uh, know how to do this side of the business. Uh, when I was in the search business, I never had this, this need for the technical uh, uh, expertise, but uh, um, nowadays uh, you certainly do. And in this business, the real estate business, I think that's key. Also, yeah, yeah. I, I would, I would yeah, recommend I so. uh, coming from the, the, the search business again as a comparison uh, ask open-ended questions and then listen uh, to the answers. Uh, yeah, yes or no questions will really limit feedback. And uh, 
uh, I think the key thing is, at least in my my experience, has been to know your market and do the research and research and research. So you're the expert in the field. Uh, and as I said before, service after the sales has really been benefiting me. So I suggest that's something that uh, someone might want to think about when they're after they've closed a transaction. Right. Yep. Absolutely. And and you know, NAR even NAR tells us that uh, you know, seventy eight percent of agents never talk to their client after the closing. Really? Wow. Seventy eight percent. Yeah. Yep. Yep, and that's why when I like once again I'm gonna say when people come from other businesses, that's just normal to follow up after. I mean, look mm-hmm. when you buy something on Amazon or you, you know, you have all, you know. Finally, I, I usually just cave and fill out the survey because it just keeps coming, <laughs> right? So, yep. right, you know. So after the sale, service is very important. I think when people come from other businesses, that some of these basic things that you're talking about um, are more prevalent with them. Okay, cool. All right. So, all right. So you you you, you have um, you're talking about that. I mean, when you speak about open-ended questions, you are definitely speaking my language because I preach that to them. How much better the uh, you know? And I'll even add one thing to it, Tom. When I ask open-ended questions and they answer me, I repeat a small part of it, and then I ask my next open-ended question. Because when you're asking open-ended questions, you want to repeat a small part so they know you're like, oh, so you're. You don't have any plans on moving in the near future. Great. Well, how long have you folks lived at this address, right? So then I ask mm-hmm. my next question, and it, allow, it lets them know I'm paying attention. It Usually when someone answers an open-ended question, right, I mean, you could take them in several different directions based on the answer they just gave you. So it's a perfect way to get into conversation with somebody about their favorite subject, them. Exactly. So that exactly. All right, cool. Anything else in communication that you think, uh, I mean, other than open-ended questions and repeating and improving, anything else you can think of? Um, I'm sure there are lots of things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just, uh, no, just keep doing what you're doing. If you're successful, uh, just keep building on that. Just uh, yeah. work on the things that uh, made you successful and, and get rid of the things that uh, don't seem to work. Right. I agree 100%. Uh, oh, well, speaking of that, I'm going to ask you my favorite question now is, so um, knowing what you know now, you know, six and a half years into it, being very successful, if there's somebody newer on the call or even somebody trying to take their business to the next level, what would be the three or four most important pieces of advice you'd give them? Well, certainly understand the market that you're dealing in. I love that. First thing. Uh, secondly, tell uh, us what that well. Uh, tell us what that means. Let's break that down. Understand the market. Like, what parts are you talking about? Well, what what the uh, uh, inventory issues uh, might be, what the pricing uh, variances might be, uh, uh, what's important with regards to the quality of the product, uh, uh, and uh, uh, just again getting back to, to asking the right the, the right questions. I love that pricing variance and understanding the market, like days on market, uh, average list to sale price. Right. You know, I think all all that. So, wh- how do you handle pricing right now with this somewhat off the charts, you know, market? <laughs> well, we have the the, the tr- uh, monthly trends that come out here in in, in the desert and certainly in, in Sun City and uh, the uh, the as far as pricing the the uh, here in Sun City anyhow. The average uh, price per square foot has gone from uh, 
$208 to $268 as of last month per square foot, and uh, it's going up um, even more. Uh, well, there, as I said, uh, there are 12, 11 houses for sale uh, out of 5,000 here in Sun City. So uh, it's, a, uh, it's a, certainly a seller's market. Uh, the prices are beyond what anybody, at least in the last six and a half years that I've been working here, uh, ever dreamed. Uh, but uh, and as long as it's going that way, you might as well just take advantage of it because it, I, I suspect it's not going to last forever. Yeah, and, and when you started in the business, we were tailing off that uh, the end of the uh, you know the, where the market right. was really had really mm-hmm. adjusted. So you kind of, were kind of like hit the ba- basement floor and started slowly creeping back up the stairs, you know, to the first level, and then right. they went. Uh, then the wheels just started coming off the bus. Not too. Long. I mean, this is pre- pretty. Uh, I mean, I, I agree with you. I love this market, but it's also something that uh, if it continues at this pace, uh, it's going to level out eventually. Yes. Yes. I All agree. right. So, so okay. So, understand the market and pricing variances and so forth. I, I love that explanation too. So, okay. So, what would be number two on your list? I think it put yourself in the other person's place is important. Ah. Empathy. Tell me a little about that. And I agree with you 100%. Tell us a little bit about what that means. <laughs> what does it mean? Well, it means uh, yeah. uh, uh, analy- uh, figuring out what, the, what your client base is, uh, is, is dealing with, and what their issues are, uh, if they have, are having uh, problems of uh, whether, whether it's a down payment or whether it's uh, selling the house that they're in so they can buy another one. Uh, just uh, empathy, I think, is, would be the... Uh, the, the right term for it, just get yep. involved with what they're, they're involved in. Well, and I don't, you know, I know I like for you, it's, it's, it's just, it's matter of factly empathy, but I'm saying that uh, for a lot of agents, um, you really need to turn it up on that because you need, you know, I, I like, I, I, which still surprises me. I'll be talking to people in my coaching and, and I'll say, they'll give me a scenario of a seller and I'll go, Okay, so t- tell me where they're going. Oh, I didn't ask. How can you not know where somebody's going and you're giving them advice and trying to help? How, when, where are they going? How soon do they want to be there? What's the most important part about this move? What are the other? You need to, people go, well, that is, isn't that getting nosy? No, it's called intense curiosity, I think. So yeah, you just have to ask curious. the right questions. There you go. And you, and you said it too, uh, open-ended questions. You have to get real inquisitive. And this is why I'm just going to say this because, uh, and, you know, I think that's why you see, you know, that a lot of the top producers in real estate are women. I just think they do this naturally better. I had to learn to be, I don't know, did you have to learn to become more empathetic or were you just born that way? <laughs> well, I, as I said, I've spent 33 years in my own business uh, working on one-on-one with uh, a client base and uh, uh, a candidate base, I should say, and a, and a corporate client base. And uh, mm-hmm. no, it's, it's something that, I guess I've just learned to absorb in over that length of time, and I've been able to pass it on to this business now, and it's, uh, so far it's helped me. Well, think about how serious that is. You know, people moving jobs, their livelihood, sometimes, sometimes probably even geographic moves as part oh, of absolutely. the whole situation. Right, so you need to know everything, because what happens if you make a mistake? This is, this is people's livelihood. And, and that's, to me, the same thing with real estate. You have to know the whole story because you're giving people advice and helping them move. And what if you don't know everything and you, and you, and you give them the wrong advice? That's why I, I agree with you 100%. This is a very 
serious business, and you need to know everything about them. Awesome. Right, and it's uh, it impacts their whole livelihood. I mean, it's it's a lot. It's it's money. It's <laughs> it's where they live and what they're spending, and uh, yeah, it's got to be the right decision for them. Uh, so they need to go into it 100% or close to 100% knowing what what they're facing. Right, and and that's one of the biggest. When I when I was in college and I decided to get into real estate, you know, 36 years ago, I remember saying to myself, "This is an important uh, job." Right. It's also the other thing is, is sky's the limit if you're a hard worker, like you said. You know, if you're working hard, you know, you can decide what you want to make, and you, you know, the sky's. But you have to be taking your clients and customers, uh, you know, putting their needs in front of your own. Absolutely, no question. Okay, so we can understand the market. Okay, um, we've got empathy. What would be the third thing on your list? Um. Hmm. Understand the market, empathy. Uh, I, I let me help you out. I, I think you already said one, which is you know having a database, uh, CRM. You have two separate ones. That's critical right. to your business, isn't it? Oh yes, no question. Yeah. I, I I'm sorry, but I just took that for granted. Yeah. No, I can tell that, and I think you did the same thing with empathy. To you, it, how could you possibly help somebody? if you don't know everything about them. But I wanted them to hear, I didn't mean the pride, but I wanted them to hear what you mean by that. Because to you, it's just second nature. But for some of us, we need to work on it more as far as empathy and knowing everything about it. Same with the CRM. The number one thing, Tom, that I hear agents say, top producers is, if I had started my CRM, you know, especially with our VAC 2.0 and all the tools mm-hmm. in there, the neighborhood reports, if, um, if I would have started my CRM earlier, I'd be doing even more repeat and referral business today is the number one comment. I you're absolutely about. right. You're, you're right. No question. Yeah. So that's why I think it was so, it was so beneficial, okay, for them to hear, you know, how, how you did yours. Well, thanks. All right, cool. All right, anything, any, any, other, uh, any other thing that you think they should know about how you do your business or what's going on with the market or anything you could – Enlighten them on. Well, I think it's important to set goals uh, ah. on an annual basis, quarterly basis, annual basis. Uh, compare where you are today versus where you were last year at this time, and uh, and and do the analysis of what causes it. Did you do the same things, but the market just got hotter, or did you change your approach to uh, be be more uh, responsive or uh, more uh, active in in identifying issues or opportunities? Those are the things that. Uh, so I, I, I set goals annually. We Gina sets us up to every year to say, okay, what are you going to do this year versus last year, and um, that's that's one thing for sure. Yeah, because you know it's kind of like a mental GPS. That's what I call it. If you don't know, mm-hmm. well, first off, and I and what you just said too, Tom, about about is did the market just get better or did I get better? See, not a lot of agents focus on that. I, I'll coach agents and they'll say, I'm making more money this year. I go, yeah, but you're doing less transactions. The only reason you're doing making more money is because the market went up. The market's average, higher. The sale price went up, right? Exactly. And mm-hmm. you know, not a lot of them focus on that, which I think is critical. So, all right. So setting the mental GPS, setting the goals. Do you, you, so you do your business plan with Gina every year? That sounds, sounds yep. like what you're doing. Yep. Okay, good. Yep, you know, I, I definitely talk about that in success series. All right, awesome. Anything else you want to go? I think, look at understand the market, 
and work on your empathy, and a lot of that is open-ended questions. Have an organized CRM. I'd recommend you use the VAC 2.0, and then make sure you set your goals. Do you review your quarterly goals too? Do you go over them? Oh yeah, yeah, I do just myself. I not with Gina or anybody, but uh, I, I set some pretty, I won't say difficult standards, but uh, uh, certainly something that uh, uh, I hope are achievable from quarter to quarter. And so far, it's been pretty good. So this year, so. I'm uh, on track. You're on track to reach your ultimate goal. And what is your ultimate goal for 2021? Well, to uh, definitely just uh, surpass the, the last year's production uh, and uh, and commission levels. Um, so far, so good. But uh, got a half a year to go. Yeah, exactly. Actually, you got seven months. Well, actually, six months and three weeks. <laughs> well, I'm going to take uh, a vacation, you- so I just said a half a year. Oh, now do, when you set your goal, do you um do you have a percentage like I want to surpass last year by this percentage? Uh, well, in terms of percentage, usually it's it's in volume, like three million to four million to six million to whatever the number is. Uh, okay. In this case, uh, my goal is is uh, somewhere in the four to five million range. So nice, and that's good good enough for me. For my that's great. That's perfect. That's a, that's, that's a good number. That's a great number. All right, Tom. Well, I just want to say thank you very much for taking your time out today. Thank you, Gene, well, for pleasure. recommending Thank you him. for including me. All right, my man. You, you keep it rocking. Anything I can do to help, call me anytime. Everybody else will do this again in a week. Thank you, everybody. I appreciate thanks, it very Tom. much. Appreciate Enjoying it. your book, by the way. Thank you. Oh, thanks, Tom. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. You bet. All right. Talk with you soon. Thanks. Thank you. You bet.